could you just give me that last thing real quick? I was holding my breath. You're fine. Give me a second. Okay. Munching. Yeah. yeah. It's hard yeah. not to. It's hard not to munch. I want to munch. <laughs> I want to crunch. <laughs> Andy, let me munch. Let me munch. <laughs> you have to cut. Me. I love munch. <laughs> I love to munch. <laughs> I lost my teeth in a munching accident. <laughs> oh, Christ. Ryan, what is a bee's favorite film? Andy, what is a bee's favorite film? Bohemian Rhapsody, because they love their queen. I, you know... Uh, there's a lot of different ways that joke could have could have gone. I think uh, let, let's there? let's now now let's. So is there this. something wrong with the Bohemian Rhapsody the film? I I haven't been on the internet in months. Now I would love to just kind of step back here and really really take this joke uh, surgically, piece by piece, and examine what about that bit worked and what about that bit uh, fell flat for me personally. Oh, it's performance review time. Yeah, we've done this show for, what, 60-something episodes? And I think it's about time we really sort of do some self-reflection on the type of comedy that we want to bring with us into the next 60-something episodes, I would this, say. This is the one that we're doing it on. Absolutely. I, okay. Episode 50. I, I just I was... wanted to make sure that this this joke, this is the one that prompted this. That joke. Well, well, you know, uh, I don't want to point any fingers. I, I don't want to place any undue blame on any parties which may or may not be involved in the production of this podcast. I, I just think that every now and then, it is a worthwhile endeavor for us to really get introspective and self-reflect about the kind of bits, jokes, japes, and capers we are bringing to this audio medium. Okay. So are you going to tell me what your problem was with my joke yet? Or is this still preamble to you insulting me live on the air? Hi everyone, welcome to Emoji Drome. I'm Ryan. And I'm angry. And this week... No, Ryan, you need to tell me what was wrong with my joke. Well, uh... You can't bring this up. You ca- Hold on. And you, you cannot bring this up in front of the audience and not follow through on it. Because yeah. you are challenging my authority on the podcast and I will not have it. Okay, okay, Let's let's unpack it here. First of all... First of all, I think the joke requires a very large suspension of disbelief to believe that the bees could listen and appreciate the musical stylings of Queen on the same level as most human beings. Well, now, no, once you... <laughs> Ryan, you know what? Bee... The bees have a queen. It's... Uh-huh. Have you ever heard of word play? No. It's when you, you say one thing and it sometimes means another thing or has two meanings at once. 
interesting. Sounds yeah. fake, but go on. Yeah, so in this case, when I say queen, when I say they love their queen, I mean they love the queen and their hive, but of also... Course. It could sound. Sa- it sounds like they're big fans of Freddie Mercury when I say that. Well, now I think you've run into some problems because by opening the bees up to the logistics of wordplay with that joke, you also imply they could be big fans of the English monarchy. You imply that they could maybe be decent fans of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part Four. Hey. You hey. imply that they could be fans of. Beyonce even so there's a lot there's a lot to unpack here I well I mean the thing is I'm not trying to limit their interests I'm just saying that these are two that overlap you're you're trying to say that if I don't mention another interest that the bees have or if I don't specify that these are the only two queens that they could be interested in then uh i i don't know i just don't know i can't follow you down that train i think that's a very narrow narrow way of thinking about that andy i have another joke to kind of lead us into the episode now that you've had yours yeah andy what is a bee's favorite elvis song blue suede shoes no, it's Heartbreak Hotel because they're all sad, miserable bastards. Uh, hi everyone, welcome again to Emoji Trome. I'm Ryan. I'm Andy, you get the name this time. And this week we are, as we have kind of laid out, talking about the bee emoji. This week we are looking for the queen of the hive, the the most boisterous bee, the apex of apiculture, I would say. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, it's apiculture. Uh, the bee, I believe, comes from the scientific genus Apis, or, I, or I, I'm fairly certain Aren't you tired of being nice? Aren't you ready to go Apis? Apis. I am always ready to go Apis. <laughs> we are going Apis here tonight on Emoji Drome, my friends. We are, we are going to be uh, King Apis of Fuck Mountain. Oh, I don't wow. Know if that ma- I don't know if that makes sense. I am so ready to talk about these bees, Andy. I love bees. I love the bee emoji. I have been I, I have been published in in a magazine about bees, which what was it? Like, bee culture, bee, bee monthly, culture. bee culture. Yeah, yeah. I I wrote a bunch of articles about movies about bees, and and they were published in in bee culture. So would you like to go ahead and uh, tell the folks at home what it is we do on the show, or or you know what? Uh, do you want to delay this even further and talk about the big week you had, uh, why we had to skip a week, or do we want to go ahead and get into it? I mean, I can, like, very quickly sum things up. Uh, I was away at Gen Con last week. If you were there and you said hello to me and mentioned the show, thank you very much. I was there to do a live show with my other podcast, Friends of the Table. Maybe you've heard of it? No, it's, never. Absolutely me, not. Me neither. Uh, it's in... Uh, anyway... Um, so, yeah, that's what we missed last week, so that's why we're doing our Patreon pick at the beginning of August. We are also going to be doing one at the end, we promise. Double duty, yeah, we're, we're down for it. Uh, so yeah, sorry we were off last week, but we're back to business as normal, and once again, 
Thank you to everyone who came up and said kind words about Emoji Drome. I hear people. I hear people like my chaotic energy. Yeah. So I'm. I'm really gonna have to keep that up on the show, huh? Yeah. I, when I heard that, I really debated whether or not I should tell you it, or <laughs> even tell you the opposite, and be like, "Yeah, people liked it when you were a bit more subdued." Yeah, they just really loved it when you sound sedated on these podcasts. That that really tracks for them. Unfortunately, uh, I've never told a lie in my life. And because of that, I had to deliver you the true, honest message, which is that they love it when you torture me. Great. I can definitely, uh, I can definitely keep that up then. Yeah. Um, so, I should probably explain the podcast now, right? Sure. Yeah. Now that I've given my, that. my summary of my vacation. Well, that was there for work. Anyway, it was a vacation. I'm you tune into Emoji Drome to hear me go through a spiral live on air. Here on Emoji Drome, what we do is we take an emoji and we look at it. In this case, it's the honeybee. We're going to examine each variation across each platform that is available on. We're going to pick our favorites, pick our least favorites, and probably talk a lot about I don't know. What, what, what was one of the movies you wrote about? Uh, Not the obvious well, one. Well, um, the first article I wrote was about the birth of the genre, which I uh, personally deemed as exploitation. Now, the idea of a exploitation film is that it has to be a film in which honeybees are considered the primary threat of the cinematic experience. Now, for example... The X-Files movie and Candyman both include bees as part of their narrative, but since the bees are not the central focus, I would not deem them bee-sploitation films. The first major bee-sploitation film, I believe, was called uh, The Deadly Bees, if I'm remembering correctly. It's a very stodgy, very dry uh, British film that is about this widow who is on like an island uh, staying with these people, and she uncovers a plot where this man may or may not be killing people with his specially trained bees. I may be misremembering this because this was like two years ago that I watched this movie, but it's out there, you know. And then the second one I wrote about in this article was the movie that effectively killed the exploitation film, which is The Swarm. This movie was made in the 70s. It starred Michael Caine. It's like two hours and 40 minutes, and it is one of the worst films i've ever seen in my entire life it's it's bananas it's so bad it's pretty funny too so if you can track it down i would definitely recommend it if you have the stomach for an almost three hour film about killer bees but the film ends with a giant swarm of killer bees descending upon dallas and so they essentially set dallas on fire gone with the wind style in order to like stop these killer bees from killing more of the spoilers for Gone with the Wind. Spoilers for Gone with the Wind. Also, spoilers for the Swarm. In case no, no one cares about really, that. Uh, yeah, the Gone yeah, with the I, Wind is just—it hasn't been out long enough yet. So. I know. Yeah, I hadn't heard of it before I wrote that article, so I—I I know that that's a real blind spot in most people's cinematography, their 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 film knowledge, so to speak. But anyway, we're going to be talking about bees. Bees and bees. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and consult our Magic 8-Ball that we have. This is the Mystic Emoji. It is a Magic 8-Ball fortune teller with a crying laughing emoji printed on the front. 
I'm going to consult this thing about I, how much actual bee conversation will occur on this podcast. Today. I also have a question okay. for it. Okay, what's your question? Oh, I was going to ask, will I ever be stung by a bee? It's never happened yet, and I'm inclined to believe I'm unkillable. Well, uh, bad news. Mystic Mochi says, bet on it with the money bags emoji. So, Andy, I suggest you watch your back, or your biak, as it is. I'm going to choose not to believe that and continue my current stance, which is that I'm unkillable. Well, are you... Now tell me, are you allergic to bees? No, but, like, if I got stung by a bee, that would mean I was fallible in some way. Ah, okay. It's kind of like... Have you seen 300... I've seen bits and pieces. Spoilers for 300. So, at the end of the film 300, Gerard Butler, that's him. Gerard Butler, yes. Yeah, Gerard Butler throws a spear, and it doesn't kill the bad guy, but it cuts his cheek. And because he's a god, it's supposed to be like, oh no, wait, that shows that he's not actually a god to his followers. But it doesn't really communicate it very well. It's mostly just a bunch of sweaty, oily men getting owned. Uh, Uh And then the main dude fucking up at the end. (laughs) So that's what a bee is to me, is what I was saying, just to bring it back. I appreciate that. You know, I appreciate the full context. Um, I'll keep my fingers crossed that you don't get stung by a bee and you do remain infallible. And I do hope that, unlike Gerard Butler, we stick the landing of this podcast. Although I will say I am already fairly oily and very sweaty, so I think we should. I think we should probably go ahead and get cracking on this one. Yeah, sounds good to me. Do you want to discuss apples bee? Do you want to discuss bee? A, apple apples bee? Apples bee. You're moving into some dangerous territory, my friend. Am I? Uh, what territory am I moving into? Well, saying the phrase apples bee does remind me quite a bit of the American dining restaurant chain Applebee's. Never heard of it. Well, to my knowledge, Applebee's is kind of like, you know, your standard suburban, like, kind of Chili's sort of uh, neighborhood restaurant. Chili's? Chilies, yeah, yeah, it's like burgers, fries, you know, that kind of stuff, but the harrowing- Okay, sounds fake. The harrowing thing about Applebee's is that they are currently selling $1 Mai Tais Mm. at this place. So Applebee's is not only a nightmare of suburban, fast, casual dining, it is also a nightmare of deliriously cheap alcohol- that nobody should ever have access to in good conscience. It, it's it's a fucking nightmare. I remember they also used to sell dollar jello shots there, which is bananas, considering I don't know anyone who would eat at an Applebee's that wasn't over the age of 35. You know, maybe they're just trying to court the young and adventurous crowd who wants to party inside this Applebee. Let me tell you, Applebee is a, a fucking foul restaurant. I ate there a couple times when I was younger. It was always incredibly nasty. But is it as Do they have nasty? a signature dish? Sorry, uh, before we move on, do they have a signature dish? 
Google.com. Outback Beast has the Blooming Onion. Dish. Uh-huh. I'm assuming Chili's has something. Buffalo Wild Wing has the Majestic Chicken Wing. Um, what does Apple's Bee have? Uh, according to Wikipedia, the best source online for any information, the yep. Applebee's concept focuses on casual dining with mainstream American dishes such as salads, chicken, pasta, burgers, and, quote, riblets, and then in parentheses, which is considered Applebee's signature dish. Applebee's Oh, oh are they the ones who did that baby back ribs ad? Nope, that was Chili's, my friend. Oh, okay. That's why you... it all so, see, it all comes full circle, you guys. That's storytelling. It looks like the Applebee's riblet is essentially a very tiny pork rib that's about the size of a French fry. <laughs> what? It's just like a tiny rib. I don't know. Send me a it's picture a of this little rib. Okay, okay. I will say. Um, EatThis.com ranks the classic buffalo sauce buffalo wings as the number one worst dish at Applebee's. Okay. I'm going to send you a picture, the saddest, the saddest picture I can find online of the Applebee's all-you-can-eat riblets. This is probably the most harrowing photograph of pork ribs I've ever seen in my entire life. And that's saying something, because you're from Texas. Yeah, this is gruesome. That... It looks like a crime scene photo. Yeah, it just looks unappetizing to me, but I guess that's just because I'm, you know, I'm not part of the 1% like you. I, I know I'm fine with this working class grub. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a barbecue snob, I suppose. I, no, yeah, I this love... lo- but genuinely, this looks like if I tried to bite into it, it would cut me. They're just so small. Like, the bones are probably the size of, like, my pinky. Bones should be bigger than that. I mean... Hold on. The bones are barely the size of your pinky. Bones uh, And bones should be bigger than that. But you have... All bones. Even your pinky bone? You say you want a bigger pinky. I want bigger bones, Andy. Oh! Bones, you say? I'm looking to expand my bone mass at least... 20% in the next year. I think... <laughs> Can I interest you in some calcium supplements? You know, I, I, sh- I probably could benefit from some calcium is, supplements. Is that going to be our new turn? Is uh, not talking about emoji for 20 minutes and then also hawking supplements on the air? Hawking calcium supplements, yeah. Specifically uh, just calcium. Listen, here's the thing. I actually really like the B emoji and I would love to talk about it. Yeah? Is somebody they, keeping that from happening? There, Yeah, you know, I think maybe there just might be. I think maybe in this in this group of two people, there is a secret clandestine agent who is working to undermine my attempts to talk about the honeybee emoji. I wonder who it could possibly be. Would it be easier if I left? <laughs> oh, boy. The apple bee I can emoji... Go. The apple bee emoji, the apple bee emoji, the apple honey bee emoji, the apple honey bee emoji is a round friend, and I like it very much. I think he's adorable. I left. This is pointless. What is this? (laughs) What the fuck is going on?
I come in here. I come in here ready to record. I come in here ready to podcast. I come in here. I come in here. Maybe the most serious I have been about an emoji. Maybe our entire career. I come in here broadcasting with a sore throat, doing it for the people, and you come out here with this fucking disrespect, trying to plug me on calcium supplements, trying to plug me about the Applebee's menu, trying to plug me about the size of my fucking pinky bones. It never ends. It never ends. We're 20 minutes into this and we've got like 18 emoji. What are we going to do, Andy? What are we going to do? Let me tell you what you should have done. Laughed at my fucking joke. Oh, I see. I see how this is. You're icing me out. You're getting the cold shoulder. I'm the bastard this time, huh? You could have just you could have you could have just gone, "Huh, good one, Andy. Welcome to Emoji Drum." <laughs> but you had to make it a big deal. You had to tell everybody that my B joke had holes in it, that there were logical fallacies in it. They don't need you to know, know that. They just need to know that it's a joke about bees and Bohemian Rhapsody. You know what? You know what? You're right. It was a joke about bees and Bohemian Rhapsody. I am not denying that. I am not saying you are wrong in that regard. I am just saying that personally, I think you could have got back to the drawing board. I think you could have punched it up a bit. I think you could have put some more thought into that one, Andy. And I don't think I deserve to be thrown around like a sack of potatoes on my own damn podcast. I'm Uh trying to talk about bees and you're being... A real pain in my behind. I just, I'm just saying there's a lot of there are a lot of times where I've, I've let things slide and I make one I make one B joke. I make one B joke and I don't I don't get any laughs. I don't get any likes. I don't get any engagement. What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do with this, Ryan? That's what the audience is for. If you thought Andy's B joke at the beginning of this episode was funny, DM us on Twitter. <laughs> add us on Twitter. Send us a fucking email. I don't care. In my torment. In my torment. In my suffering. I want to talk about the fucking apple honeybee emoji. I'm losing my mind. Can we please talk about the apple honeybee emoji? I don't love the legs. I think the legs are a little grotesque, especially in comparison to how cute the rest of the emoji is. This is such a nice, round B, and they've added these hyper-realistic insect legs. And that disturbs me. Frankly, it disturbs me, Andy. Uh, I think it's fine, though. It it disturbs me, but not enough to put me off from the rest of this emoji, which I think is kind of adorable. Yeah, it's okay. I feel like it is straddling the line of realistic and cartoonish a bit too much at times um and i hate the legs so like it's i guess i feel about this the same way you felt about my joke at the beginning of the episode okay Okay. let's move on to google i don't like google this week i think it's cute uh but cute isn't everything and what i really don't like is how the eyes are like directly on top of the head it's like one of those. It's like one of those flounders, you know, those fish that really get down into the bottom of the seafloor. The mermaid's it's... friend, yeah. The what? Little mermaid, her friend was named Flounder. I thought you went to film school. I sorry, no, I did, I did. I'm well versed in the in the Disney canon. I thought you said the roommate's friend. No, the mermaid's friend. The mermaid who is my roommate's friend. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This thing is scuttling about on the ocean floor. 
singing about how good it is to be under the sea. So, while I agree with you on the eyes, I do think as a symbol of a bee, this just this does just fine. Um, so I'm not gonna like knock it too much, but it is pretty. Meh. There are some days when I really like Google's eyes on their animal emoji, and then there are some days like this where they truly disturb me. Uh, I think it's kind of a toss-up sometimes, but I do think just conveying the idea of a bee, it does work fairly well in that regard. I will give it that. I just think overall the design is not particularly to my taste. Yeah, I'm not going to die on this hill. It's... Yeah, it's a bee. It looks like. It looks like. Did you, did you ever play like educational flash games? Again, it always comes back to educational games. I'm sorry, but like I have this very specific like fake Mario Party that I played in my head. Except all the games were about math and bugs, where you were a bug that had to do math. Um, Damn. Yeah, Just like and warned me about. pretty much, and so, like, when I was playing the Mathamorphosis, all the characters looked <laughs> like this. Yeah, um, I definitely see it. I see what you're going for, and I agree. I don't think this one's going to take, take top billing for me this week, but honestly, I don't think it's that bad, all things considered. I might be, I might be being a little tough on this little honeybee. Yeah, you know, I feel like we've taken, we've been so tough on each other this episode, maybe the bees can handle it for a bit. Microsoft, this is more of a wasp to me. That's what I was going to say. This, this has the very long, I guess that's the, gosh, what is that? The thorax? Hold on. Honeybee anatomy, google.com, search question mark client equals sign firefox dash b dash one dash d okay let me see what part of the b is that that would actually be the abdomen so it has a very long abdomen which i know some bees do have but it, it's so it you're right it, it's just intrinsically wasp-like to me for some reason when i think of my ideal honeybee emoji it's like a bumblebee you know like a like a cute fat little honeybee uh, that's the kind of bee I want. Like, you always say when we are on the show looking at animals, God fucking damn it. God damn it. What's up, buddy? I Google, I Google search Bumblebee, and it's nothing but fucking Transformers. <laughs> Bumblebee insect. Okay, this is this is the good shit. This is the good shit. They're like little round yellow-black jelly beans flying through the air. And cool, I, don't send me any pictures. Okay. I don't. I don't want any. Please don't send any. Oh, okay. Thanks. Okay. Bugs are gross. Now, gonna have to disagree with you on that one. Gonna have <sighs> to. Gonna have to. It's, what? What else is new? <laughs> this is the. This is the night of a thousand grievances. I this think. is the divorce episode. <laughs> yeah, uh, divorce with a B. You just saved this podcast marriage with that one, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, how do you feel about how do you feel about Samsung? I think this Sam- one is also so, fairly wasp-like. Yeah, Samsung and Microsoft kind of have the same problem. I like Microsoft's a little more honestly because it's not trying to do the same realistic legs and sort of like face that Apple yeah. was doing. Microsoft Microsoft's was much more like cartoonish and flattened. Meanwhile, Samsung has this like bad to look at, bad to think about B. It's a, it's if, a little bit much. I think the big problem is that this is a bee who goes a little too hard on leg day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, this bee's been squatting a lot. And there's nothing intrinsically bad about hitting leg day, but it seems like they forgot to do wing day, thorax day, abdomen day, and antenna day because those back legs on that bee. Holy hell. Now, those are some fucking powerful lifters if I've ever seen them. This beat fucks, Andy. Oh, he's got Jesus. Some, okay. He's got some forward motion. And those, uh... Is that how bees work? In those, uh, in those four legs. Well, I guess it would be the hind legs. He's got, he's got some real, some real power in his coxa, in his trochanter. Oh, wow. In his femur, his tibia, his metatarsus, and his tarsus. Uh, all the parts that a bee needs to really bust it out. Beast it out. He's going into beast mode to bust it out on on his his preferred bee mate of choice. I'm leaving again. I don't think that's how bees work. I think bees have a very sort of hierarchical structure. Um, I know you can tell the rank of a bee... By the size of their hole in the hive, which I think is fairly interesting. For real? Yeah. No, absolutely. The size of a... If you look at the size, I guess it's uh, I guess it's dependent on, like, the size of the bee itself. But if you were to look at a hive and look at the different, like, uh, different bee holes of various sizes that they live in, you could be like, oh, this belongs to a Chad bee, and this belongs to, like, an introvert bee. Do you, you know. have any other beehole related facts, Ryan? Anything else about the size differ, differing sizes of beeholes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm always thinking about beeholes of of all shapes and sizes. Yeah, I really love to think about a, a, lots of beeholes at once. Mm-hmm. About things being inside a beehole. I can't fucking do this. I've got to hit the stop button on this bit. I'm pulling out. I'm, I'm pulling the parachute. Rolling it back on this one. You hear that, Moving folks? On. Ryan's pulling out of the beeholes. I am most certainly pulling out of the beehole. I fucking hate this. Uh, <laughs> you've well and truly had your revenge on me this episode. We're halfway through this goddamn podcast, and we've barely covered four emojis. This is what happens when you make me do a whole episode about the motherfucking hole. That's true. I, I guess I did deserve this. The next, uh, the next emoji comes in from WhatsApp. Uh, I don't hate this emoji, but it's almost more like a scarab than a bee. I'm so glad we both went with scarab. This looks like it would be on a Destiny gun that's trying to evoke Egypt, but in a sci-fi way. Yeah. Um... There's one specifically I have in mind that's got, like, gold wings on the side. I haven't played Destiny 2 in a minute. I so. haven't played Destiny 2 ever. Good choice. So people will have to take my word on it. But it definitely doesn't... 
like it feels like they slapped B wings on a different bug. Yeah, I think what it is is that these um it's like you said, it reminds me of sort of the Egyptian iconography of a scarab. I think it's because the wings are out and you have the legs in that very particular position. And it's also just rounder all around than you think it would be uh, for a bee. It just has its sort of stylization. Yeah, it's like, I wish the legs weren't so jagged and bug-looking. But other than now, that, like... Okay. All right. I'm just saying bugs are gross. Other than that, let's um it's it's perfectly serviceable. Do, <sighs> Twitter time. I got to tell you what I think when I see Twitter. Okay. Is that this is going to turn around and have a face like Goofy or Mickey Mouse or any other Disney character. Like any Disney mammal. See, that's what I that's what I thought too, and I think it's because of the ears. I think it, it's it's because it has, like, fucking Max Goof, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, like, boingy, springy Disney ears, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. It. And by ears, I do mean the antenna of the bee. Yeah, it's supposed to be the antenna of the bee, but because of... I think it's because, also, this bee looks kind of yoked. Like, this bee's got, <laughs> like, got, like, some buffness to it. So I can see it being, like like a bodybuilder that goofy is self-conscious of but it by the end of the episode he sees him at his day job being a man in a bee costume and then goofy realizes at least he doesn't have to be a buff guy in a bee costume interesting take do you think this this bee costume is going to make an appearance in the next kingdom hearts game Almost definitely. I think, uh, I don't mean to spoil anything, but my friend, uh, Miss, you may know him as Mr. Tetsuya Nomura. Ah, yes, yes. I've, we, I've were have, we were having a, uh, one of our late night uh, phone calls, and he, he told me, uh, yeah, that big bee dude, that's the master of masters. Um, oh, so, okay. you know... Just some fun... I, I'm sorry, Kingdom Hearts 4 spoilers, I guess. My bad. But uh, I figured this would be a good avenue to drop that bombshell. Well, you know, we're on the front lines of gaming journalism. Uh, apparently also on the front lines of Insider Kingdom Hearts news. And I think, you know... I think that that's a really good piece of information to entice our audience with. To keep coming back as we reveal more and more details about the upcoming game Kingdom Hearts 4 which I hear is coming out by the year 2035. Yeah, if if we stay on schedule. Yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be really tight. I waited over half my life for Kingdom Hearts 3 to come out, and I think I can wait another, you know, 15, 20 years or so for Kingdom Hearts 4 to drop. I think uh, I think I can manage that. Yeah, I could probably fit that in at some point. Can you can you fucking imagine if like the delay between Kingdom Hearts two and Kingdom Hearts three was just like a hiccup, and they start churning out like a new Kingdom, like a new mainline numbered Kingdom Hearts game, like every three years from now on, where in like thirty years it's like fucking Final Fantasy, and it's like yeah, we'll 
You know, Kingdom Hearts 8 was really good, but I just think Kingdom Hearts Online was where the series really kind of found its stride. Sorry, you said the words Kingdom Hearts Online and the Kill Bill siren started playing in my head. I need that right now. The greatest fucking thing of all time, Andy. Oh my god. The The closest I ever got to that was I played... When I was a kid, I played that virtual Magic Kingdom game that was super short-lived, where you got an avatar and you, like, went inside the Magic Kingdom and you had your own, like, house and shit like that. I got into that fairly briefly, but I would love Kingdom Hearts Online. Can you even fucking imagine how good that would be, Andy? That'd be fucking amazing. That'd be... Look, I'm just saying, maybe Square Enix only needs to make one more video game and that's it. That's Kingdom Hearts Online, yeah. yeah. Instead of having us wait, like, 12 years for a new game, they just do, like, a Final Fantasy and release new big DLC expansions every, like, two years or so. Boom. Nailed it. Perfect. We Nailed solved it. video games. We solved video games, and now it's time for us to solve the Facebook honeybee emoji. I kind of like this one. I think this one's a little intimidating, to be honest. Really? Facebook? Well, there are other ones I see on the list that are also fairly intimidating, but I think the problem with Facebook is that it does look like it's flying straight for me. This is a bee with beef. I guess, but to me, this is so cartoony that I don't have a problem with it. Like, this bee looks like it's got the, like, cat emoji face, like the colon three face. Ah, yeah. And so I'm just like, yeah, that's a buddy. They've also got leg warmers on. Great. The legs aren't too buggy either. No, absolutely not. I think um, I think it does all come together fairly well. I do like how they've taken a very muted, like, sepia tone on this bee for some reason. Like, it's not bright yellow. It's very understated, and the wings have that kind of, like, tan color you see in, like, old-timey photographs. This is very, um, <laughs> for all my film nerds out there, this is, this is the spirit of the beehive of the honeybee emoji, if you know what I mean. No. No? No. You've never seen Spirit of the Beehive? No, I haven't. I didn't expect you to. That's fine. You should watch it. Uh, Okay. That that joke went nowhere. That was really just me flexing. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Emoji Jerome. I'm Ryan, and I criticized Andy for a joke earlier this episode, and I feel like it's only fair that I take a step back and I turn that mirror of reflection on myself. That was a bad bit. I feel bad for having said it. The punchline came to nothing but me kind of just really jerking off my enjoyment of film, my personal taste in cinema, and it was a bad thing to say and I felt bad saying it. I'm sorry for subjecting you to this bad joke. I apologize. I will go on record by saying that Spirit of the Beehive is a very good film. It's a very important film in Spanish cinema. I think everyone should watch it. But I do not think it is appropriate comedy fodder for a audio broadcast such as Emoji Drone. I recant that joke, I roll it back, I apologize, and I think we can all move on with our lives. I agree. It was a bad joke. It was a bad joke. Yeah. And I think it's important for us both to have the ability to take a look at ourselves and realize what works and what doesn't. Yes, I think it is good that you're working on that. Speaking of what works and what doesn't, how do you feel about the JoyPixels bee emoji? Again, they keep. I am asking for bees, but they're feeding me wasps. 
This one is completely fucked. Uh, this is the scariest bee I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, remember when I said earlier, bugs are evil, and you said, No, Andy, don't. The bugs, they'll get angry at you. They're already angry, and they're here, and it's the Joy Pixels one. Now, I won't say that all bugs are evil, but I think this particular bug is evil. This is a bad bug. Like Lady Gaga said, Whoa, 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 whoa. caught in a bad insect. Oh, whoa, whoa, caught in a bad insect. So it's going to take some time for you to learn the bad jokes thing. Is... I want your thorax, I want your honey. Oh, no. I want your pollen as long as it's free. I want your bee. I want you. I can't do that with my voice the way it is. I'm actually going to die if I keep straining my voice like this. Oh no! Stop! Uh, don't. I think. Uh, I think the problem with this bee is that it looks like something that would be in like a shitty StarCraft ripoff almost. Oh, I can see that. This is a. This is like an enemy in like a science fiction. Uh, turn-based kind of tactics game it just kind of like floats around and then on its turn it kind of stings you a little bit and you take three points of damage and then you shoot it with like a laser you know and there's a hive that keeps generating them. this is an earth defense force enemy is what this yeah. is yeah yeah i think it's because of the there's a real uh there's a real sort of in con uh, incongruity i think is the word i'm looking for i'll take between... your word for it well, there's there's sort of a there's sort of a lack of cohesion between the different colors on this bee. Like the head is almost this sort of angry red. The fluff is orange, and then the back is not yellow and black, but like steel gray and yellow. Yeah, it's very weird because like Okay. Sorry, go ahead. If you're gonna go with a bee, the kind of color schemes you go for are either you do the cartoony, just yellow-black. Um, or you go with the sort of, like, gradient of brown to yellow. Those tones that show up. on like, an actual real-life bee. And this one, like, tries to do that, but none of the tones feel right. And they just don't... There's no... Like you said, there's no cohesion to it. Yeah, it's a little all over the place. But I will say... Uh, Joy Pixels does have a history with this sort of thing because they have tried five different B emoji and have not gotten it right any of the times. I want you to go back and look at their old B emoji and see the radical departure that this emoji has from their previous iterations. Yeah, so uh, just going down them, um, 2.2 is just kind of like, what if the what was that one what if the google one had a smile 2.0 is just googly eyes mushed onto some yellow and black circles and then 1.0 this bee has skinned a human's face and is wearing it or this bee's face is just a pig's nose I was thinking kind of the pig's nose direction, where maybe the antenna are actually like snail eye stalks, and then the pink part is like a pig's nose. I just think it's very funny that in two point from uh, Joy Pixels two point two to three point oh, they went from like happy encouraging bee you would see on the whiteboard in like a kindergarten class 
to like the alien that killed someone in Starship Troopers, you know? It's such a radical departure, and I'm so curious as to what caused that. North America's slow descent into fascism is demonstrated by the Joy Pixels B emoji. Oh, I love that. I should write a thesis on that. If I go back to grad school and I, I do media studies, I will absolutely write a, a master's on emoji. Fantastic. I love it. I also do need you to know that I'm making a reference to a tweet about the Milwaukee Bucks logo. Okay. Well, the fun thing about higher level academia is that you can do pretty much anything you fucking want as long as you can back it up and fund it somehow. All right. Just letting you know. Like, maybe no, cite I, I, that tweet. I appreciate it. You know, I yeah. will. I'm sure they have good MLA citation formats for tweets at this point. What they aren't prepared for, though, I would say, is probably going to be the Emoji Dex Honeybee Emoji. Because what the fuck is happening? Here? You mean this enemy from Paper Mario with the Thousand Year Door? This is so funny to me. Because this bee, like... The thing about emoji is that we know they're becoming more and more homogenized. Like, they're all moving towards something that resembles a more consistent vision in terms of emoji design. The, the Apple singularity is what we're it approaching. Is, it is. But the funny thing about this is, like, even ignoring that, none of these other companies have done anything close to what Emojidex has done with this B emoji. It is completely off the charts. Yeah, so I know we evoked Disney earlier, but this one straight up got Mickey Mouse gloves on. Um, though I guess they're a little bit more like strong bad gloves because there's no discernible fingers. They have goggles, a, a bandana over their head, holding some honey. There seems to be a red shirt with a black tie on it. I'm fairly certain that's a tie, yeah. And they have... They have shoes on they have feet and legs and shoes on and honestly i really respect that they went for the gusto with it did you mention that they also have goggles and like a bandana on their head i did mention that but it bears repeating okay it does bear repeating uh it's it's unreal i i guess they were going for like a b-movie like a like like serial mascot kind of vibe but it's it's too much yeah it just really got away from them and they made like a banjo kazooie side character that would be really annoying if you went back and played that game now i think it's very funny i appreciate emoji decks for thinking outside of the beox on this one Boo. but i i <laughs> What meaning does this convey? What meaning does this emoji convey? Like, sometimes I just send my... I'm bringing the honey! Yeah. Sometimes I just send my friend bees to, like, just convey the idea of, like, an insect, or, oh, I'm a busy bee, or whatever. But if you if someone is using emoji decks and they get this, it's like you said, you're bringing the honey. You're showing up to the function with a big-ass Pooh Bear tub of honey, and they better prepare themselves for a wild night. Yeah, and you know something's in that honey. That's just not straight honey. That's that's cut with something. Wow. Okay. I'm just saying they're showing up to the function with all this honey. I don't think that's that's pure. You think it's been cut with like I don't know, like some yellow garlic sauce or something like that. Possibly. Like, I was thinking a maple syrup of some oh. kind. Um, okay. Or just like 
one of those nondescript breakfast syrups, you know? Interesting. Uh, okay. Just to sort of like, because you can fake the consistency with that. It'll be a little less thick, but you can fake the consistency with that. And I feel like the flavor is just like close enough that, you know, not, not everybody's going to notice. And if someone does notice, then they'll feel like the asshole bringing it up. Oh, because you'll be like, I brought you my artisanal honey and you're coming to me saying that I've brought the weak shit. Get get out of my home. Get fucked, honestly, you know, except don't because you should be calling people out on this when they bring in this weak ass honey. You bring this week. You bring this honey to the party. You're going to get. Hold on. Hold on. No, I got this. The honey better be good, or you're gonna get... No, hold on. Okay. Okay, take your time. (laughs) The honey better be... The honey better be... The honey... The honey better be top of the rack... Or else I'm going to say that you're whack. There we go. No feedback, A+. plus. It's no feedback on the whack rack. Are you freestyling? Pollen off the bee's back. This ain't we, smack. Oh, we need to keep... So, messenger this week, what if you took an ant and painted his ass and then gave it some wings? I love that. I love that. I really do. This is uh this is like a Cold War spy ant who has been specially <laughs> trained. Specially trained in the art of espionage. It's infiltrating the communist flowers. This ant is a staunch believer in McCarthyism. Yeah, it's in that case I guess it's kind of a bad ant, huh? Yeah. And I will say I will say saying the words communist flowers immediately gave me like a like a brain blast to Neutral Milk Hotel. Uh, so that's all I'm going to be able to think about while I'm looking at this emoji. It's it's unfortunate. Communist flowers I, is just like my end game aesthetic goal. Communist flowers, yeah, it's like a combination of socialism and the album Plantasia by Mort Garson. <laughs> two of the best, two of the best things on earth, finally combined. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Fucking, beautiful. I have jack shit to say about Messenger. I think it looks bad. I don't like. I'm. It's an ant. Like, I don't know how you get away with this. Who let them do this, Mark Zuckerberg? I think it's fairly unfortunate. I agree. Nothing about this emoji is that appealing to me. Thankfully, though, we have LG up next. And this is a this is a fun little buddy. I kind of like this honeybee. Yeah, no, this one's really cute. This looks like... This kind of looks like someone made it out of, like, like little arts and craft pom-poms. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know the yeah. actual name for those things, but they're just those, like, fuzzy little balls you can get that, like, you did crafts with in kindergarten and shit. Yeah, I agree. It has a real charm to it. It's very adorable. It, it seems like a handmade emoji, and not just, like, a hand-drawn emoji, but, like, somebody constructed this emoji and, like, scanned it in, you know? I think it's because it has a drop shadow on the back, so it feels like it has a third dimension that most of these emoji lack, and I really like it because of that. Are you 
Are you implying that the tr- like okay? So you know the technology in the film Tron when they get yes. when when uh, Jeff Bridges gets put inside of Tron. Uh-huh. Did that happen to this bee? Yes, this bee went inside of Tron, much like how I go inside the bee holes and see what's up in there. Uh-huh. This bee, this bee went inside, physically went inside of Tron. Okay, and now it's here on a screen as an emoji. I think that's how all emoji are born. They they enter. This sucks. I can't even finish this bit. It's fine. We can keep moving. LG's pretty cute this week. Congrats, you guys. That rarely ever happens. Yeah, loser guys, more like... Lovely guys. Yeah, lovely guys. There you go. HTC, I think, takes the loser guys mantle this week, as in HTC, hard to consider. Hard to consider this a good emoji. Ah! Blow, got him. Get out of here. Come back from that one, HTC. HTC more like had their chance and blew it. Ah! Whoa. Guys, Ryan's usually not like this, but, uh, you know, sometimes sometimes people go off script, and uh, we just like to issue an apology for any inflammatory language used in the past minute or Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, H H T H T C, sure, sure sound, sure, sure. That stands for uh-huh. uh huh. Uh huh. How the crap did this get made? This emoji is just kind of a worse take on what the WhatsApp emoji does wrong, where it looks like some sort of weird beetle instead of what I would consider a bee. So I don't really love it for that. So I don't know if I'd call this a worse version of WhatsApp as opposed to just like a bigger one, because what WhatsApp does poorly a lot of the time is they try to squish a lot of detail into very small emoji. Um, Again, if you're just joining us on this episode of all episodes, Emojipedia usually has WhatsApp a little smaller than all the other ones. I think that is just how they display in the app, and that's the best res they can get. Anyway, HTC sort of goes the opposite way, and it's bigger, but it's trying to do less detail. It's going with simpler shapes, and I think that helps it just barely eke out WhatsApp when it comes to quality, you know? Yeah, I would say it's of a slightly higher quality than WhatsApp. I'm always a sucker for the simplified vector sort of emoji where they use the fairly simplified lines and shapes and such. And this does do that very well. But I think it's one of those things where just in comparison to other emoji we've seen this week, it's still not really going to do it for me. You know, it's it's perfectly fine. I, I still think it's too round and it lacks a lot of the essential thorax and abdomen detail you need when shaping a bee. But it's not it's not horrible, you know? Yeah, it's it's fine. You know, Mozilla's fine too. I didn't I couldn't I, the the problem with Mozilla is that it's so nondescript I can't even think of a pithy like transition to it. It's just kind of here's a bee, you filthy fucking animals. 
It is the most, like, basic representation of a bee. I cannot fault it in any way for what it's doing, but I cannot praise it in any way either. Yeah, I think it's, like, the simplest possible version of the idea of a bee. I really kind of like that about it. I think it's fairly cute. It's just a round, fat, fun little bee. And I agree, I can't really fault it for anything. I think this one's, I think this one's fairly decent. Yeah, it's... It's nothing special, but it's nothing terrible either. I do... Here's the thing, though. We are about to talk to somebody very special. And that's the SoftBank bee. Oh. Hey, buddy. Who's a little bee? You are? You're a little bee. Look at that little bee. Ryan, tell something nice to the SoftBank bee. SoftBank bee. You look very friendly, very adorable, and I would love to make your acquaintance. I think you would make a great friend. Right. You're you're happy, you're cheery, you're smiling, and you have the fattest abdomen I have ever seen. Okay, well let's oh we're gonna we're gonna pause it there uh, before things get carried away, and now we're just gonna give uh, a moment for the listeners at home. If you need more time, you can pause. But uh, just say something nice to the SoftBank B, and once that's done, we can keep going. All right. Thanks. Glad we did that. Thanks. Uh, everything, everything's clear. We've done everything we need to. Do you have anything else to say? No, I, I just think this emoji is straight up adorable. I think it's real cute. I like it. Yeah, it's great. I love it, and I would die protecting it. Well, I don't know if I would die protecting Don't say it, anything would... negative in front of the bee, Ryan. I'm not being negative. I'm just saying I would I would consider placing myself in harm's way to protect this bee. Okay. Death? I'm not sure. So, okay. Let's be careful. Again, sorry. This isn't because of me. I just, I don't want the bee overhearing this. Because um, okay. you know what happens okay. when the bee gets upset. What happens when the bee gets upset? Bad things happen when the bee gets upset. Okay. Yeah. Nobody puts B-A-B in a corner. I see how it is. I just... I ju- it's... It's it's just... It, not, we'll talk... We'll, let's talk about it off microphone when it's a little safer. Okay. 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 So, the last two we have are from Dacomo and AU by KDDI, and they are essentially the same emoji. Yeah, these kind of always are the same emoji. I think the reason they are categorized separately is because AU by KDDI has older variants. But uh-huh. yeah, these are the same sort of standard. Uh, no color, but like an orange out, but like it's an orange outline only. It's line art. That's the word I'm looking for. It's just line art of the B in orange. It's fine looking. There, there is a slight difference, I think, between the eye placement on the two of these, and it's tripping me up. No, no, there isn't. It's just a trick. I literally am, like, superimposing them over each other right now. It's identical. Yeah. It's like Gemini Man starring Will Smith. Uh, has that come out yet? No, but I got a press okay. screener. It's really good. Wow, okay. Yeah, he kisses himself. Finally, mm-hmm. the moment we've all been waiting for. They didn't do 
They didn't do a Will Smith on Will Smith kiss scene in Fresh Prince. I really hope they would. And now they're finally bringing it back around. The lost Fresh Prince clone plotline has finally seen the light of day. Yeah, and honestly, kudos to Ang Lee for finally for finally uh, getting that on, on the big screen. Absolutely. Brian, Absolutely. I am tired of talking about bees. We need to pick our least favorite one now. That's very demanding of you. Yeah, I know. I've... I, I, you put me through emotional turmoil at the beginning of the podcast, and I will continue to mention this even though you apologized. So, I'll go ahead and go first to give you some time to kind of percolate. Thank because you. Because I have one right off the bat. I think there are honestly a lot of underwhelming bee emoji this week. I think the worst honeybee, though, in my opinion, is probably going to be Joy Pixels. It's way too gruesome. It's way too close to being, like, uncanny valley realistic, but also not at all. It looks like an emoji that's made of, like, five different insects that they just kind of slapped together and called it a honeybee. I don't like it. I think it's disgusting. I feel like Dr. Phil in that video where he's saying all the negative things. Like, I mean, it's fine. You can say the yeah. negative things. You're right. I, it's the worst I hate one. this honeybee. You're ugly. You're disgusting. You look like a you look like an ant's head on a on a on a on a lion's mane attached to a attached to a little torpedo. Uh, your your legs are too big. You're ugly. You're disgusting. Your Dr. Phil emoji. is terrible. I'm really bad at impressions. I which love is, it. I think my favorite thing to do. Yeah, no, you're you're the one handling all the impressions on this show now. I I can take another pass at it. You're ugly. You're disgusting. Uh, now I ate some Hasidic hillbilly with a suit full of honeybees. I uh, see. I I've really got to hone my Doctor Phil. I've really got to work on it. I'm gonna go up into the mountains for two years, and when I come back, I will be able to do the perfect Doctor Phil impersonation. When you come back, people will not remember who Dr. Phil is. Twilight Zone. I, I do, can do, only do, pray. I can do, only pray. Do, 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 do. Twilight Zone. Andy, what's your... Was that the Doctor Who theme? <laughs> yes, it was. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. What's your least favorite how you be emoji? <laughs> my least favorite... So, my least favorite is also Joy Pixels, but in the interest of talking about more than one emoji at the end of the show... I'll give a dishonorable mention to Samsung, which is kind of like the shitty younger brother to the B. Uh, uh-huh. Not to the B. The shitty younger brother to Joy Pixels B. Uh, ju- ju- not quite as bad, but close. Also, I hate them gams. They're too yoked. Far too yoked. Tell me, what B is just right for you? What what which one is a B plus? Oh okay. Go. Now you well, like my I jokes. Think, I think that would have to be You know, I'm tempted I'm gonna be honest, I'm tempted to say the SoftBank emoji, but I'm actually gonna have to go with Apple this week. I really like Apple because of how round it is. I love a round B, I like the exaggerated stinger on the back. It looks it looks cute, but it also looks like it means business, and I respect that. I really do, and so I think Apple's got to be my favorite bee. It's got to be the bee. This bee is in the trap, and by the trap, I mean the number one space for my favorite honeybee emoji. I have trapped it at number one place. 
Okay. That is that good? Is it good to trap a bee? Anyway, I'm just gonna say my favorite one. Uh, it's SoftBank. Soft. It's a good choice. It's very good. It's very cute. I like the antennas because they don't look like they'll fly out of your hand while you're riding it. Uh, it's got fun legs, fun little arms, uh, great colors, very bright, nice yellow. I like its weird sort of like paler yellow midsection. Uh, and it's got a friendly face. I'm sure this bing would never sting me. Yeah, it's it's too nice. It's too kind. But you know, there does come a time where it gets tired of being nice and kind. It gets ready to go apis. Oh, are we, is it finally time for us to go apis? It is time for us to go apis and answer some questions from Twitter. Uh, we are we are well past the normal end of the show, so this one's going into fucking overtime. As it should. Since we spent 20 minutes talking about Andy's joke at the beginning. It was an important discussion that really, I think, was necessary to continuing this podcast. I agree. You know, we really had to air grievances on that one. So I think it's time to get into the questions. If you'd like, you can send us questions on Twitter. Our username is at Emojidrome, and we will always put up a questions post before we record. Normally on Wednesday or Thursday, normally in the evening central time, like around 9 o'clock or so. Uh, it does depend. You can also send us questions on Emojidrome at gmail.com. So we can go ahead and get into it. We have a lot of B questions this week. Uh, unfortunately, we will not be able to get to all of them. Uh, Ryan's fault, not mine. I don't think. No. I'm just saying okay. all the diversions we went on. Could, were who were they caused by? Well, whose uh, inconsiderate like to, nature caused them? I don't like to point fingers, but you know, I just think that emoji dex that emoji dex B is up to something. You don't wear you don't wear a red shirt and tie and Mickey Mouse gloves unless you're really getting up to some mischief. I think they've been sabotaging this podcast from the beginning. I agree. Fuck them. Let's blame them yeah. for all of this. Yeah, yeah. We gotta we gotta finish this podcast before my throat collapses. Alright. So our first question comes in from at glitchy cat on Twitter who asks, Which of these bees produce something that is just not, quote, honey? So I think I you can take that. that question. I think no, I think you can take it you can take it in a lot of ways. For example, I think the Facebook bee likes to produce instead of honey maple syrup because it has that kind of like sepia tone to it on the other hand i think the samsung bee produces barbecue sauce okay you know why why because it's really got to load up on protein after working out those legs and what is better for protein than a big barbecue with all of your bee friends you're gonna need sauce yeah for that no you're right i just i don't know if i want to like drink I mean, I don't want to drink sauce for sure, but I don't want to eat okay. sauce that comes from, like, my friend's body, you know? Okay, okay. Now, hold on. Huh? Do you, do you consume honey? Me, personally? No. Okay. Because I was going to ask, how can you say that you would consume honey, but not consume barbecue sauce were it hypothetically produced by bees? No, not hypothetically produced by bees. Hypothetically produced by a friend of mine. I'm coming oh! at this from the bee perspective. Oh, okay. So if you, like, came back down to Austin 
and I offered you like barbecue sauce, and you were like, "Hey, where'd this come from, Ryan?" And I just kind of wink at you. And you were and like, you... "Oh, my own private reserve." <laughs> yeah, I yeah. wouldn't have any. You've tried this before. I have. That's true. You caught me once when I offered you the private reserve mustard. And I can only assume that you would catch me a second time when I offer you the private reserve barbecue sauce. Especially because that didn't smell like mustard, and I doubt this is going to smell like barbecue sauce. It's much closer to sort of like a, uh, a ranch. Mmm. Mmm. I'm just mm. saying, Ryan, stop trying to feed me fucking ranch. Are you not a ranch fan? I'm sorry. I should have known. No, ranch is disgusting. The uh, So, as for bees producing things, I think Emoji Dex is probably producing cover albums of ska bands. <laughs> Just the vibe I get. That's kind of the only answer I've got for this one. Yeah. Uh, I could say that. I could see it also producing... Um, it's producing vibes. Vibes? It's producing a mood. Oh, not not vibes as in vibes. No, like, I like, know. Oh my god. Get your mind out of the gutter. Well, you sounded so confused. I know what you meant by vibe. It's like like fucking chief of vibes. Chief of keeping things chill and cool. I know what you Yeah. You're the one you're the one who went to the gutter. Now, now hold on. You sounded so fucking confused for a second when I said vibes. I can only assume that you had misinterpreted it somehow. I wasn't confused. I was... I thought I was agreeing. Okay. 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 We got a lot of questions about B-Movie this week on Emoji Drone. I'm not familiar. Uh, not familiar. I've never seen it. Definitely did not write an article for B-Culture. I feel like uh, that... Like, we can finally be like, Yeah, sorry, we can't answer questions about this, but Ryan wrote an article. I did, yeah, I did. If you want to know my opinions on B-Movie, go to my Twitter page, which is at SewerPeak on Twitter. You will find my pinned tweet, the article I wrote almost a calendar year ago, because it was published on July 30th of last year. The dissertation I wrote about B-Movie's effect in permanently changing our perception of bees thanks to its status as a meme. Uh, you can read all my hot takes about B-Movie in that article, if you really want to do some deep digging, you can try to find the back issue of Bee Culture from July of last year, and you'll be able to own a physical copy. But that says it all, I think. Uh, that says it all about Bee Movie. Uh, my lawyers have told me to refuse to answer any Bee Movie questions, so that one is unfortunately off the table for the time being. Mr. Seinfeld is very litigious, so we don't want to risk Mr. anything. Mr. Seinfeld's a bit of a dick. You know, we, we got in touch with him about this episode, not to part the curtain too much. We reached out through the Washington Post to Jerry Seinfeld, and he just flat up told us no. He's too busy getting shitty coffee in his shitty car with shitty comedians to even consider guesting on this podcast, and I frankly could not care less. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm through with Jerry Seinfeld. I'm done. Listen, I'm done trying to get him on the show. If you want to fucking film an episode of comedians in cars getting these hands, then I'll be on it, motherfucker. But other than that, stay away from my show. So we also got a lot of questions about any run-ins in the past that we've had with wasps, hornets, or bees. You said that you have not had any. I, um, I, I have not. I do have a fun story about my brother, though. 
Okay. When I say fun, I mean not fun at all. We were away for vacation once, and a horsefly got him on the head, but got stuck. Like, the stinger got stuck in it, and so there was just a fucking bug on him, and we had to, like, find an adult to take it out. Yikes. And that's that's when I knew I would never be stung. Because it could have gone for me. Yeah, you just made that decision through sheer force of will. You will never be stung. Yeah. Do you have any bee or bug related tales? Not really, to be honest. I don't. I don't mind bugs, to be honest. I, I respect them. Um, depending on the bug, they can they can chill if they're cool, you know. But um, there there are actually times where I kind of wish I'd gone to school for like entomology to to, to study bugs because I think they're really serious? cool. Yeah, no, I'm dead serious. I think I think it'd be really cool to study bugs. Ugh. Um, Spooky. we have a lot of we have um a couple other questions about um wasps, as in white Anglo-Saxon Protestants, I suppose. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say, I don't know, probably probably the Samsung bee. It looks pretty haughty. Is this which is which one is one? The the, 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 the what in the is hunt? that the question which one is a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant is that the question you just said yeah. we have questions about that yeah we got we got questions in from messenger asking yeah messenger messenger for what reason it just looks like it's in a loveless marriage but refuses to get divorced mm, okay okay all right uh, that tracks for me it's as good a question as any um. That really kind of covers a lot of it. <laughs> not answering B-movie questions and not answering encounter questions. We really kind of whittle it down. Uh, but we do have one coming in from at AbsolutelyBees on Twitter. A very good username, very appropriate for this episode, who asks, Is an anthropomorphic bee still considered a fursona? Or do we need to come up with a new term because having a bee-sona is so much cooler? I this feels like more your purview. Yeah, I guess it, um, like we. I, I mean, like I like going apis, but like that doesn't really can't work. Like an apis apisona just makes me think apesona, which just makes me think of Donkey yeah. Kong, which just makes me think of Lanky Kong, which just makes me think of him walking on his hands. Yeah, stretching his arms out just for you. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting because you don't really see a whole lot of people in the furry community using insect fursonas, I, I suppose. I don't know if that would be an insect sona. Uh, I don't know if instead of a furry, they would be called a buggy. Yeah. I, I, I really I really don't know what the etymology is on that in terms of what the word would be called. Uh, I can look it up, though. Let me uh, let me check really quick. Bug fursona. Is it um, like what... a X? Exosona, because they have exoskeletons. Exosona is really fucking cool, actually. Well, yeah, that... but that that could also be like a sci-fi thing. Maybe I should copyright that. Uh, so I'm looking on Reddit. This is this is r slash furry. What would you call a bug furry? We call furries well furries, and we call reptile furries scalies. So what do you call a bug furry? I've been thinking about this for a while, and I don't think there's an answer yet. Uh, so we get, we get a few on, uh, this, this comes in first, first on the, first on the line. Going along with the previous naming convention, fur equals furry, scaly equals scaly, 
exoskeleton equals skelly? <laughs> I don't Fuck think that off. works. I've also uh, I see I see buggy listed twice. I hear crawly a couple times. Uh, I don't really know. Insectoids, squishies, exos, uh, <laughs> carapaces. Uh, I don't know. I, I I don't feel like there's any sort of there's any sort of sort of consensus in the furry community about what those would be called. I will say it would be extremely sick to have a Bisona. That would be that would be rad as fuck. To be completely honest. I mean, what's stopping you? Well, here's the problem, Andy. I already have one persona, and I spend enough money on commissions for that as it is. I really don't need to be throwing a second character that I'm throwing all my disposable income at into the mix. You know, fair I, enough. I would love, I would love to have a Bisona. I would love to 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 be a very powerful, very a very powerful yet very round and huggable honeybee from my Bisona. But I, I just don't think until I make it up another level in the tax bracket that that's going to be in the cards for me. Now, Andy, as far as I know. You do not have a fursona. Uh, you do not have any sort of anthropomorphic animal which represents you in the online space. Yep. So I think that's interesting because you've really got you've really got an open slot here. Yeah, I'm good though. I don't <laughs> no, need a bee. No, I think you could. You could. Okay. All right. Well, maybe it doesn't have to be a bee. Uh, maybe we should. Emoji drum listeners, I think no. we should workshop Andy's fursona. Ryan. I think we should workshop Andy's. Ryan. Fursona. I. Would love for our listeners no! to workshop UA for some. I'm leaving again. I just think it's a fun Podcast idea. It's over. A, it is a good way to support independent artists and to have fun online. That is all I'm saying. I think you should get a fursona. I think everyone should get a fursona. I think those who do not have a fursona should be assigned one by the government. That's my opinion. As always, if you'd like to send in questions to Emoji Drum or suggestions for Andy's fursona... You can find us on Twitter at Emojidrome or on Gmail, Emojidrome at gmail.com. This is typically the part of the show where I ask Andy if they have anything else they'd like to add. I have another joke. Okay, okay. Go ahead. Did you know that alligators can grow up to eight feet? Gonna need a lot of shoes. They usually only grow four, though. Ah, that one was good. That one was good. Thank you for listening. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, aren't you going to do the, uh, the Patreon? Oh, right. We like have that? a Patreon. I forgot. That's important. Go to patreon.com slash emojidrome if you want to, like, fund this. Uh, you For a dollar, you can vote on our Patreon polls. This was one of them. This is what Patreon polls lead to. Don't you want to be involved? Don't you want to be indirectly responsible? Yeah. Just one dollar. It's a very special kind of power. Uh, Send us money so we can commission Andy a ref sheet for their new fursona. I think that's what next month's Patreon money is going to go to. I have rent to pay. Ah, well, (laughs) unfortunate. Uh, also, for $3, you can get our Death Note podcast, Hold This L. That should be resuming shortly. Again, production kind of had to take a week off last week. That's fine. We're back. We'll be back. 
More Death Note. It's on the way. Three dollars. I said that already. That's all our Patreon stuff. I guess I guess I should mention this. If you want to donate for fifteen thousand dollars a month, you can just be on the show now. Yeah. You'll just be the third host. We'll just act like you've always been there. It's fifteen thousand dollars a month. If you do ever back out of it, we're kicking you off. Uh, yeah, no ifs, ands, or buts. No discussion about it. If the money stops, so does your airtime. If you say anything, if you say anything bad on the show, we will kick you out. If you fail to pay the fifteen thousand dollars a month, we will kick you out. And if you, if you make fun of the SoftBank B emoji, we will kick you out. That that's that all there is to it. Yeah, we'll we'll kick you out. That's that's a good. Hey Ryan, good way to say it without getting us banned from the internet. We'll because <laughs> you know we can't make a threat. You know, don't fuck with SoftBank. Don't fuck with SoftBank. And don't fuck with the honeybee emoji. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Goodbye.